hanging out with Seth Kirkham here in the home in Austin, Texas. What's a typical day like here in, in the state of Texas? So I've been here for about two and a half months so far, and so I've experienced some of the wettest season that they say they've had in quite a while. Um, where I came from in Central Valley, California, air quality was typically always bad. And so there were uh, the mountains for the redwood forest um, that we were probably about 30 minutes away from. And you could only see them about three weeks out of the year. Mm -hmm. And that was usually only after rains. And then each day that went by after a rain, the vision, you being able to actually see them would dissipate mm -hmm. more and more each day. So one of the things I like about here is um, just the open air, you know what I mean? It's, it's just clear. Um, the subtleties too, you can tell. So like in the Central Valley, you can go outside and be out there for six hours with no sunblock on and you're not gonna get sunburned mm -hmm. because there's a built-in tint from the air quality. Mm -hmm. And so here it's, it's hotter difference is traffic traffic the population is a lot more in austin mm -hmm. uh, than central valley um probably like 30 times more mm -hmm. yeah. substantial so traffic's different um customer service is amazing here how so what is it uh just more personable they just the way they communicate you know i, I found that most places i went to in the central valley did not believe that the customer was always right type thing you mm -hmm. know so um yeah the customer service is just it's it's good here um gas was different gas was a big difference so mm -hmm. um they have a higher octane here they have like 93 i think so that's one thing the gas prices in california from the lowest to the highest octane would increase usually by about 10 cents each octane and here they increase by 30 to 35 cents. Mm -hmm. So from the lowest to the highest, you could be spending 60 to 70 cents more hmm. um, per gallon. And so that was a that was another difference. But yeah, I mean, subtle things. You know, I lived outside in Oregon. You know, I've done a little bit out of state of California, but mm -hmm. my first my first venture into Texas. What was the main reason for leaving California? Like, what's like the main reason? Okay. Um, <clears throat> so. While I do consider myself conservative, I, I, I would not consider myself Republican, um, but I do consider myself to be conservative. Um, and to understand that decision, you got to understand something that I, I experienced um, at, a, at a previous workplace. You know, I, I worked there for um, two years in one department, and the department heads changed. And so we had a new manager come in, and for some reason she just didn't like me, and she was trying to push me out of the department. And I was resisting that and I was really kind of fighting because I felt like I had earned my place in that department. I had done a lot of things prior to her even being there. And uh, it was very, it was a lot of conflict and it was a lot of just stress that I was talking to another coworker one day about it. And he said, you know, he said, I actually used to work in that department and the same thing happened to me. And Somebody told me the same thing I'm going to tell you right now. He said, why would you try to fight to be somewhere that you're not wanted? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, it, and I, I'm, not a, I'm, not a, I'm not afraid for sticking through a fight or, you know, standing my ground on situations. Um, but, 
usually, you know, I mean, it have to be for a cause that either I absolutely believed in and I'm willing to lose or I feel like I can win it. And I don't see a lot of people sticking in California to fight the fight as far as mm -hmm. conservatives go. They, they're mm -hmm. reading the train and they're, they're leaving. Mm -hmm. So I think when I left, it was the last stat was like 192 people leave every day mm -hmm. out of California. And so I don't know if that's true and I never fact checked it, mm -hmm. but um, listening to AM stations, you know, um, trying to get a, a feel of the conservative um, the landscape. Uh, yeah, I was just, you know, more people were leaving than were wanting to stay. Mm -hmm. And so I had been, you know, when I moved to the Central Valley, I was on my way up, up to Oregon. And we stopped for the night in that city. And just for the night, and we ended up staying there for like 11 years. So, oh, wow. So, yeah. where were we coming, so where were we coming from? Uh, Ventura County on the coast. Okay. Um, uh, that's where me and my wife had originally met. Her parents moved from there to the Central Valley, which is in Tulare County. Mm -hmm. And so we had stopped to stay the night there and on my way up to Oregon. And in just talking to them over dinner, you know, trying to get a different game plan of you know, just another option as far as get going up there more financially stable than I was mm -hmm. going up there at that time. And so one thing led to another and I ended up getting a good job. Um, and that job just, um, positions changed. So I was able mm -hmm. to get more experience. So it was just more beneficial for me to stay during that time. Mm -hmm. And so I had that job for about mm -hmm. nine years. So, um, at the completion of that job, uh, it just felt right. It was a good time to leave. Mm -hmm. So, and I was pretty much open again, being conservative. I just, I wanted to take my kids, raise my kids somewhere that was more conservative. Um, the education system. So again, so, um, that would probably be one of the main motivators for me leaving is the fact that, um, it's there, it's, it's pretty hostile in the state of California from, mm -hmm. um, the, 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 the duality of, um, liberals to conservatives mm -hmm. um, it's almost like you it's, it's hard to find a civil conversation mm -hmm. about politics or views and life and it's not difficult for me to have that conversation I'm not an extremist um, I feel it's a choice that I've chosen for my family and for my life but a lot of people they just they, it's it's an emotionally driven topic now that's true because I've noticed having conversations with people on the opposite spectrum and um, a lot of times it was hostile but it's like the few times that went civil but w what's ironic about that is is a lot of times it is hard to have these conversations but it is we're seeing a renewal of like long-form conversations out of California with Dave Rubin uh, Ben Shapiro people like and those, those two guys are the opposite side of the spe mm -hmm. political spectrum but uh, the key is they're open to dialogue mm -hmm. and what I noticed you just to places like Texas, the South, um, people are, it's, it's just like more of a genuine. Mm -hmm. They actually care about you. They don't care about your politics, what you believe. It's just more like, how you doing? I don't, I don't know if I can state exactly. So when, uh, I've been working at an organization that's uh, union affiliated for this last month. And they, you know, they, they showed support for the left and for the upcoming election in Texas mm -hmm. in their news magazine that mm -hmm. they released 
<clears throat> and so the department that I've been working in is membership. And so I have um, been in receiving and intaking a lot of mail that are from retired um, life term members mm -hmm. of the union that are showing some pretty hostile disdain towards this organization mm. because of their support. For Which I'm not surprised because because by principle I support unions, but the problem is these unions are 100% pro-left now, and mm -hmm. there's no room for dissension right. within their ranks. Again, I've read my my dad was in a steelworker union, and I would read the magazines. And it was just anti-Bush, right? And you know, anti conservative ideas is 100% pro-Democrat. So wait a minute. I don't think 100% of the union workers are Democrat right. or for a lot of these leftist policies. So why do you claim to, to represent a variety of people, a diversity of people, yet at the same time have a monolithic viewpoint on the world? Yeah, so the other, the other reason too, that, and, I, and I'm not um, fully versed in this topic, but a little bit from what I've seen, though, is the union does get greater support from the Democratic Party versus the Republican Party mm -hmm. um, in most cases. And so if you look at it as far as from that standpoint of just something that's self-beneficial, I could understand that. Mm -hmm. But then you see these organizations going further and showing mm -hmm. support for dreamers and mm -hmm. for immigration and things that don't pertain to what affects the union soul. Correct. And mm -hmm. so I think that for me, I can understand something that benefits the union, um, you know, trying to trying to go that route. But when they start to reach out and they start to go into other areas that, mm -hmm. like you said, may not match the, um, the ideology that some of their, um, the people they represent have, then I think that that's where the problem lies, you know, and so I, you find it, you know, more today than I, and again, I'm, I'm not that old, I'm, I'm going to be turning 40, but uh, I've never seen so much support for one way or the other from organizations, you know, companies, um, you know, uh, people in fame or mm -hmm. people in the, you know, in the spotlight. Uh, it's, it's an extremist society right mm -hmm. now, or, you know, and it's... Um, for the most part, there's another person. the The vulgarity is kind of high, but um, mm -hmm. Joe Rogan is somebody that I feel he's pretty left. Mm -hmm. um, and that's another one, but but he he tends to go left. But at the same time, again, at least he's open to people are having conversation, yeah. which you don't a lot of, you don't see a lot of it in in Twitter, and especially in the general politics in California, you don't see that openness yeah. to dialogue with right. the other side. That that's a big reason a lot of people leave California because mm -hmm. of the politics. So. So in Texas, how do you see your life improve? How, how do you see Texas improving your life, your quality of life? Um, so cost of living is is one thing that where I was at in California, the actual cost of living was less than where I'm actually residing right now. But there were so many things that were worse. Uh, air quality, environment filth, um, education system, was rated in the top 10 as far as the worst and by county mm -hmm. in the nation. Mm -hmm. So that being said, um, those things are better here. Mm -hmm. Even though coming here, we uh, did still decide to start homeschooling mm -hmm. our children. Um, I just it, I, I just feel we've come to a point that we need to be 
more involved with the curriculum that our kids are mm -hmm. um, getting put in front of. And it's so hard to understand or truly know what um, these teachers that are uh, instructing them, it, if they're instilling their personal beliefs, you know, their political beliefs. Mm -hmm. um, and so, and I, and I have friends that, you know, have children that are in junior high, high school, mm -hmm. and they're being, they're facing these things currently in California. Mm -hmm. And uh, so do you feel um, uh, homeschooling is more supported where you're at right now? True. Yeah. And here in Texas. Okay. So are you going to continue this homeschooling up to high school? Yeah, um, I, I'm, I'm pretty much uh, fluid in a lot of things. Mm -hmm. I just, wh whatever way, you know, at the time. Um, so I don't I don't think I'm going to remain in this area forever, mm -hmm. you know. Um, I'm, again, I'm pretty open in that too. So if I do relocate, I'll reevaluate the school situation. Um, so uh, my oldest um, that lives with me is uh he's in kindergarten right now so uh i'm barely starting to get into what charter schools are public schools you know private schools so th there's just a lot out there to kind of take in um so what would need to change in california for you to consider and move back the state yeah, probably nothing uh so one of the other things too and because so there's there's big points and there's subtle points mm -hmm. that that encourage my leaving um and it's kind of funny but um that I, there's an arrogance that's mm -hmm. inside of california um and the majority of places that i've visited or i've lived mm -hmm. and i have lived a lot of the coastline interior zone um i never lived a Above Tulare County, so mm -hmm. it was there in South. Um, but even in traveling, uh, again, I lived in Oregon. I did a lot of traveling through Northern California uh, mm -hmm. consistently. I used to do that trip um, twice a month mm -hmm. uh, for like over a year. So not a lot of traveling. Um, and it's funny to talk about like that pride mm -hmm. of a statesman. And then I moved mm -hmm. to Texas. Like it's, it's gonna be right. different. But there's a there's a, there's a difference, so I feel um, there's a pride in Texas that I feel only kind of starts to teeter to um, almost a superiority or an arrogance if they know that you're from out of state, one, mm -hmm. or two, if they're out of state, you know. Mm -hmm. But usually unless it comes up to a thing of, of you know competition or if you're looking at you know comparing things to texas or to a texan mm -hmm. then that kind of starts to come out where with californians it's on their shoulder all the time mm -hmm. um so and that's something that i f that i feel and i've noticed like every you watch bill Maher, like they look at the south texas you know now texas is not the south but it's very i think it's very similar close yeah. in culture in, in certain ways and they look at this you know this area is like oh this is it's a bunch of just racist you know rednecks and all, everyone's white and everyone has a low iq and all these things i'm like well wait a minute have you actually been to these cities right I mean, you've been to raleigh i've been to charleston you've been to atlanta um especially all these big cities in, in texas they're very diverse mm -hmm. they're very extremely um, uh, lots going the economy is booming but at the same time what i've noticed is they don't focus on diversity it's right. diverse they don't focus on things that are not important they focus on how do we build a better economy? 
How do we get jobs here? How do we improve our quality of life? Mm -hmm. Or in California, it's all about things that really don't matter. Right. And and, and they put down this area for not because they don't focus on that because it's not important. Right. And so I think that's probably the big difference. And to me, that'd be a source of pride if I were were from the South or or, from Texas. I mean, something's going on because look at the weather. Like, let's say the coast or like majority of California has better weather than Texas. But at the same time, Texas is, is attracting more Californians than the other way around. Yeah, so we're, last, again, the last statistic that I heard of for Austin was, I think 320 people are moving here every day. Mm-hmm. So it's rare to go out and not see U-Hauls, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's tons, deal, tons of cranes out here. Tons, yeah, the, mm-hmm. the city's expanding. Um, so... Again, that's not something that normally appeals to me. I think I'd normally mm-hmm. kind of uh, drift away from that. I kind of do like smaller communities. Um, and as far as the diversity goes, um, I found that where I'm at now, the Caucasian percentage is actually lower than from where I came from in California, mm-hmm. far lower. Um, that's not something that... And I bet a lot of Californians would be surprised. Again, yeah. I, I talked to a lot of people who have not traveled to these areas they think oh it's just a bunch of white people whatever again that doesn't even matter though again yeah. and the thing is with what like you're saying this arrogance like that shouldn't even matter right why does it matter of the color of their skin yet it seems like people in california are obsessed with the idea of what you look like who you are what's your status yeah. in life and out here it's out here you know people some people do care but overall i think the overall climate I want to live my life, you live your life, we're good. Yeah, so when I grew up in Oxnard and I grew up there, I uh, started there, and we moved there when I was 13, and I left when I think I was 21. So I went to high school there, and at my high school in Oxnard, California, I think the Caucasian percentage was somewhere between 9 and 10%. Mm-hmm. Um, vastly Hispanic, um, there were more African Americans there than um, than Caucasians, and I think that we were tied with the Asian community as far as percentage-wise. Mm-hmm. I think the only one that was less than us was Pacific Islander, um, so Samoans, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but in that in that setting, um, there was racism mm-hmm. there, and I was at the lower end of that spectrum, so mm-hmm. I was the recipient of the racism, and mm-hmm. the consensus was if you were Caucasian, you were weak. There was there's a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of gangs in the area mm-hmm. at the time, and so there was a lot of conflict, um, and so they felt that you know if you were Caucasian, you're going to run from conflict. Mm-hmm. You know, you were weak, you didn't have heart, um, and so they pretty much forced you into a certain spot of the school actually like other students said you're only allowed to go here Uh, for me to be in a place also where you know i'm not surrounded by caucasians is not something that it's it's not it's not foreign to me Mm -hmm. and it's not something that i need you know and at that time i i also too i i didn't follow in that suit of where they said i needed to be or how i needed to act or anything like that i just i didn't participate in it that being said now in california i've Feel that the tension, the racial tension, is higher than I've ever experienced in my life. Mm. Even with that being said, it's more, you know, it's more spread out, and so, and it's it's weird to me because when you when you when as as a Caucasian um, growing up in California, you you kind of learn that 
racism's fast in the South, and mm -hmm. this is where it is, and you know you yes. see it in movies and in That's literature. That's what we hear all the time. Yeah, it's yeah. in the South. So, um, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't brought up to be racist. I wasn't. There was no groups trying to induct me mm -hmm. into racism, nothing like that. Yeah. But there's still this now this tension, and I feel for myself. This is just my opinion, but. I feel it's going to be self-fulfilling because like myself, I didn't grow up racist and I didn't mm -hmm. grow up seeing color on people's skin. I don't, I see the character of an individual. That's all I see where now there's a lot of, uh, what I feel are going to be white kids that are out there that are going to be receiving racism and they're going to see racism for the first time in their lives during this time. They're going to see racial tension mm -hmm. and I think that that can breed racism. Yeah, and, and at a time where we live on the best times to be alive in because the systematic racism is not there. Right. That was, that's right. That, that was the purpose of the civil rights movement is to get rid of the, the, the policies in government saying you could, it's legal to be racist. Mm -hmm. But now those are gone. Right. And I have people like point to me where that's at. Mm -hmm. Now we have, we have some stains of that still, but overall there's no, um, there's no systemic racism. Right. And, and so, and it's in a lot of ways, I mean, this is, there should be less tension, yet we're seeing an increase. In California. In, in California, exactly, yeah. in California. And you come out here, it's actually the opposite. It is. Where, in, in a history, it's shown, like in, in the South, where that's where a lot of the racism was. Mm -hmm. But they've done a good job of, I mean, it's, it's not 100%, because human beings are just, we're, There's we're, gonna be racism. we're fallen people. Right. But at the same time, like, they've done a darn good job. Because I even did my own, like, unscientific poll or like, like I was in Charleston one time, and what I like to do is like, you know, I always, because in California, again, you always hear it's so racist, it's all this. And I had a black cab driver, and I was like, well, what is it like here being a black man? And I'm, I'm very politically incorrect. I don't care. Right. Like, I'm very upfront with everyone. And he goes, yeah, it's good. Anyway, we've, things are improving, and, you know, yeah, you got your crazies out there, but other than that, he has no problems. Nice. And this is in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. You know, outside of Charleston, and right. it's a, it's a metro area, but still, it's not a major major city. And it's like, oh, okay. I, and I, I've heard that many many times in the South, and I've traveled a lot. And I even work used to work for an Indian organization from West India, Kerala, India, and they have organizations throughout the whole U.S. And a lot of it's actually majority of it's in Texas, the Midwest, and the South. Mm -hmm. And I speak to them, and they have no issues. They they always respect received high respect and so but again but the same organization left california because they saw some of the opportunities weren't there right yet california claims you know this diversity of opportunity and it's like it wasn't there for them yet it's right. in the south it's in texas it's in the midwest and i i think california it's it's losing its way right it's 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 its own worst enemy right now. No, yeah, it's, it's, it's awkward. It's, it's weird. It, it's not the South. It's not the racism of what happened, you know, 30, 40, 50, 100 years ago. Yeah. And it's not, I, but they, they, want to, they want to find, it's almost like there's some people and some groups that want some they, repentance. They regurg, they regurg, they're regurgitating 
I see it online. They regurgitate. This is what happened. So yeah. are we going to celebrate that and keep putting it in your face? Like exactly. That, that, that's actually, that's not forgetting, but you don't keep bringing it up all the time. There's was, a difference. I believe it was Morgan Freeman that said, you know, if you want racism to go away, stop talking about exactly. it. Exactly. Because there's one thing to, to teach it in our, our educational systems, our institutions. That's where we teach it. Right. But not, that's not going in the media, on social media, like this is what happened, like so. Yeah. Again, it, it's it's like you make a mistake in the past. You keep bringing that up. Like yeah. what happened? Well, we we don't move on by by rehashing. Again, we learn about it in organized school institutions. That's how that's how we keep remembering. Even ourselves, like let's educate ourselves. But at the same time, it does no good to keep always talking about right. it. And I, I think that's one of the reasons why in California, the racial tensions are there when it shouldn't be. Even though it prides itself on diversity and tolerance. Yet, of all the places, I, I think it's very true. I think besides New York, um, maybe even Chicago, but I think California, it, it has an, I think of all the states, has an increase of racial tensions. Exactly. Yeah, I, and I haven't been everywhere, and I've never been to those other places, but I can vouch for um, the racial tensions increasing. Um, but that being said... Um, that's uh you know just the tensions I, I you know i really do hope and pray that that's going to boil over and that we're seeing the the this is going to be the climax of it is, mm -hmm. is my hope um but you know in addition to that and off subject of that is um the, the taxation in california mm -hmm. um so you know coming to find out that you know they did that that gas tax and then most misappropriated the majority of all the funds um, you know, and just the volume of that, um, it's, I mean, it's just the richest state and it, the, the usage of it, it's, it's crazy. Once I moved out and I lived in Oregon for a while, I started to, so when I, yeah, when I first left and I moved to Oregon, I was a prideful Californian. I mean, I was going to be a Californian till I die. You know, once people that wanted a California tattoo, mm -hmm. you know, I was, you know, I was a prideful Californian. And when I moved up there, I said, you know, I said, you know, I'm a Californian. What do you guys call yourselves? And they're like, oh, we're, we're uh, called Oregonians. <laughs> and I thought that was the silliest name that I had ever heard of. And I said, I will never call myself an Oregonian. <laughs> mm -hmm. And after residing in Oregon for a year and seeing these subtle differences in communities and even in entertainment, I mean, just in the news, the news was broadcast different. That the mm -hmm. the topics on the news, um, just it was a lot simpler and it was slower and it wasn't full of just overwhelming nonsense. Is kind of what it, what mm -hmm. I felt. After a year, I was an Oregonian proudly. You know, yeah. I was excited to see what else was out there. Mm -hmm. um, uh, just, and again, just like one of the subtleties is, is being a motorcycle rider. So I ride motorcycles and in the state of Oregon, if you're on two wheels, um, if there's support, there's encouragement, there's a community in that. Mm -hmm. And so inside of that culture, uh, if you know, you go out on motorcycle rides, you'll see people on crotch rockets riding with cruisers and cruisers riding with sport tours and that, that community sticks together. Mm -hmm. you go to california that doesn't even exist and mm -hmm. there are times that you could be let's say on a cruiser or on a harley and you're riding and you wave at somebody mm -hmm. as is normal in the community and they won't even wave back if they're on the same type of bike mm -hmm. 
there's a separation. It's very clicky, mm -hmm. you know, in the state of California. And I think it's part of it, again, to a lot of ears, especially more liberal ears, is it's going to sound offensive to them. But a lot of it's like forced diversity, too. Absolutely. Like, because when you have an unnatural diversity of things and people... It, it's going to be clicky. It's going to go, you're going to go back to your corners. But when it's a natural, slow diversity, slow integration of different types of people, then you'll see more of that camaraderie. But we just keep, again, even in schools and like districts, like, oh, this person has to go here because these colors, we need more diversity. Mm -hmm. Then you're, you're forcing things that don't, don't happen naturally. Natural, so you're going, to, you're going to build resentment and have your own cliques and not really relate even though they're trying to get where people are getting along is actually going to have the opposite effect right. as we're seeing today. I think that's what you're seeing. Yeah, so at the same time too, I'm trying to look at it through the lens of, of my life. Of course, everybody has to, but I grew up um, extremely liberal, grew up mm -hmm. in the coast of California. Um, I never really got into politics, so I was never you know party affiliated, mm -hmm. um, but definitely very liberal outlooking. Um, and then... As I grew up, started a family, I started to look at things and, and, I, and my, my views started to change. I started to become conservative. Mm -hmm. and um, usually it happens when people have families, start having kids. Right. Um, so when you talk about that forced diversity um, and you say that, you know, this is something that might, you know, be offensive to liberal ears. I grew up thinking the opposite. Mm -hmm. You know, I felt that the um, forced diversity was a conservative thing because mm -hmm. that's what you know we're told we're told that you know because of racism and because of right. um because of uh, you know uh class status and mm -hmm. things like that that the uh, conservative republican party does the that does the diversity on those basic two scales and mm -hmm. i mean it goes out from there but yeah race and then you know uh class status and yet i I'm not going to say that doesn't exist because mm -hmm. I, you know, because um, again, you're going to find it. You're going to find that no matter where you look, mm -hmm. you know, if you mm -hmm. look hard enough, you're going to find people that are party affiliated that mm -hmm. that party probably doesn't want representing them. You know, everybody's got a member of their family right. that they don't want people to be like, oh, so that's a Kirkham? Like, whoa, you know, right. Um, is that how all the Kirkhams are? Mm -hmm. You know, so um, that being said, uh, you know, with that awareness, uh, I, I'm not going to say it doesn't exist in the right. And uh, mm -hmm. I think I think you're going to find that anywhere. We have the crazy family members, you know. <laughs> yeah. But I think in just having the right and the left, right, you can and, find that present in just having the two parties. Yeah. I think in California, the problem with the left, and again, I think it's good to have a diversity of ideas. Because what it is, like, it's like iron sharpens iron. Right. You keep each other honest with different opinions, but. What I've noticed with, with that, it's more mon monolithic idea. It's like there's no diversity of opinions, mm -hmm. which, which where you need diversity is in opinions and ideas. Because yeah. that's where the, the cream rises to the top. The, those good ideas rise and the bad ideas fall by the wayside. When you have people battling it out in, in an intellectual arena, but we don't see that anymore. We just, it's, it's one party role. And even within that party, it's becoming more of a monolith as far as ideas. There is, no, I mean, I don't see a lot of diversity uh, in, in these in these more democratic circles. I, you know, I'll be honest. I don't even see it really in the in the conservative side either. Mm -hmm. I, I feel that there's a um, just 
both of them are just broken records right now. And I'm hearing mm -hmm. the same thing come out of both sides. And I, and I think it's, one's going to say the other one started, the other one's going to say the other one right. started it. Um, I think that, you know, the media, and I think the majority of people too, like to focus on the radicals and mm -hmm. on both sides, you know. Yeah, they make the most noise. Yeah, they do make the most noise, squeaky <laughs> wheel. So, um, in addition though, that's the minority of the mm -hmm. groups. Um, now this is true because in California the minority is the more conservative and in some places it, it's it's flipped. Mm -hmm. right. So but what you're saying is exactly correct. Um, it's it's usually the radical. I mean, I think in the U.S. majority of the the, the radicals we see it right now is like Antifa, in these extreme like you see you know like Ben Shapiro goes you can't speak at a college half the time because you have these radical leftists and another side we do have like folks like 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 alt right types like right. Nazis like want to be Nazis. But we look at numbers wise; those are fewer and far between on both sides versus on versus like radical leftists. Because I mean, radical leftists they con they control colleges, they control the media. We need we need to, in a sense, ignore these the, the ones that are screaming the loudest, and really have the folks in the middle, left or right, well, get yes. their opinions heard. So when we talk about ignoring them, I mean it's you know it's kind of a media um, social media based mm -hmm. where the majority of people that aren't radicalized they're seeing this and they're becoming radicalized for their side because they see this need for opposition against something they absolutely do not agree with mm -hmm. but again i don't feel that the radicals make up the majority or even half of mm -hmm. either group you know so um i think we, we talked about this before where um let's you know let's say as far as the the left um uh, or let's you know let's even say the right. I'll, I'll go with conservatives. So on the conservative side, if you had let's say five percent of the conservative community was radicalized, so they were extreme racist, um, you know, stuck to these uh, extreme groups. Um, these people cannot, in my opinion, really be judged because they're immoral. Mm -hmm. they, 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 they're obviously immoral if they're like this, right? They, mm -hmm. they don't, they don't have perspective. They're not willing, they're not inclusive. So my qualm is not so much with them as mm -hmm. it is the other 95% that does not, um, that does not associate with them, that does not, but they yet, they don't stand against them. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, we got to stand for what's both sides. We've got to stand for what's right and what's wrong. And we've got to mm -hmm. come together as a nation and as communities mm -hmm. Um, and stand apart from this radical separation mm -hmm. that's happening. And I mean, I'm not going to get into conspiracy theories of who's pulling the strings and all these things and what and why. It wouldn't matter if the community's united. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't matter who's trying to pull the strings, and then it would actually come out. But um, the 95% has the voice. Mm -hmm. We have the numbers, so... You know, we need to do things like this, sit down and have conversations where other people can hear it. Um, you know, and it is happening. I mean, it is happening. But unfortunately, um, you know, media, they don't they don't want it to catch Well, they, the they want the numbers. They don't want to see actually people getting down and sitting down and talking. They want them to fight. Right. And that's how you get the increase in um, ratings and all that. But I think um, uh, work needs to be done because... People like you, my, our cousins, my other friends and that live in Dallas, they are continuing to leave California in a high rate. And I think uh, there was a study uh, between around 2003 to 2016, or it was it 2005, 
um, overall, there's an, a net one million have left California. Mm -hmm. uh, five million came in, but six million left the state. And and I think politics has a lot to do with it, and culture too. Right. The core, the, the seed of the problem is the culture, because mm -hmm. culture eventually influences politics. Mm -hmm. And I think California has a long way to go to reverse that trend. At the same time, places like Texas, the South, they can't relax either. Mm -hmm. Oh, we haven't made, things can change here too, like really fast, like they changed in California. Right. Um, so you can't, can't be lazy in that. And it's sad to see a lot of these people leave California, but at the same time, we live in a free country and, and, and people see opportunities elsewhere. I think it's great we live in a country that you can do that. I agree. And, and, and all these states are little incubators of democracy. Right. It's good to see, again, that people have that freedom. I agree. To, you, you see an opportunity over here, go for it. Right. And vice versa. Some people see opportunities in California and they leave other places to go there. Right. You know, that was one of the things that I'll get in conversations with people in California that were um, acquaintances of mine that... You know, they were teetering on extreme right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes I heard people say once Trump was elected um, and, and he started to gain some traction in, in that role um, that, man, I wish Trump would come into California and reverse all this stuff, you know, like the minimum wage hike and, and all these things. I wish he would come in mm -hmm. and have an effect. And I told him, are you crazy? You know how unconstitutional yeah. that, that what you just and said And that would be is? a dictator. Right. And I'm like, even <laughs> even if I agreed with everything that you said, mm -hmm. I, that's not how our country is, is you know, set up. And, and, and that's about that freedom. You know, we are free. You know, you go to state lines, you drive right through. Mm -hmm. You know, you drive right through. You go to other countries that they don't have that. You know, you, you, you come to border checkpoints and you got to stop mm -hmm. and you've got it's it's, you know, you got to go through customs, you know, mm -hmm. and and we're free to travel to different places that have different laws. Right. And it's it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful freedom mm -hmm. that, you know, that kind of goes back to my original statement is, like, you know, why would you fight to stay somewhere that you're not wanted? If mm -hmm. the vast majority is going a different direction from how I want why mm -hmm. sit there and be unhappy about it, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and when it comes down to it, you have to decide what's right for you and your family. Right. You can't allow or want the state to decide that for you, and you decided to move to Texas. And yeah, and then you understand, too, I don't, I don't lose the, the perspective that, mm -hmm. you know, I wasn't very rooted in California, so you have a mm -hmm. lot of ag in California where... Um, there are people in the Central Valley that have a lot of farming land and this mm -hmm. is generational They've been there for for generations and For them to leave is to leave that legacy mm -hmm. That's a different that's a different yeah. thing and I feel for yeah, that even community. for me too like I've been offered opportunities other places and still do but I think for me um, I see California as still home I can understand like and I can sympathize with them wanting to leave California because I have those same feelings and it's tough mm. but I think some of us are still called to be there and like not fight it but like live our lives as as we see fit but at the same time I would encourage those you know they see opportunities somewhere else take those mm. and don't get don't feel like you're stuck in California because you're not yeah and I see a lot of people in anywhere they feel like they're stuck like no you're not we still live in a country where you're able to move. Yep. 
and almost like a drop of a hat, we're able to do that in this country still. And I think we should take advantage of this time, period of time where we can still do that. Especially for people, and this is just me, because not everybody, again, not every, like, so my brother, I have, I have a brother that, you know, he'll most likely never leave Ventura County. Mm -hmm. He's never lived outside of it. He probably never will. I mean, he's just not a venturous person where I'm, I, I love moving. I love getting out and exploring after my mm -hmm. first experience of it because I gained a lot of perspective from it and I appreciated that. Now, for people that want to move out and they leave that, you know, you can go back. I mean, mm -hmm. you, you can go back with an experience that tells you, hey, California is the greatest state out there. You know, I mean, uh, I, I've got everywhere I've lived, it just didn't have this thing that appeals to that individual. Mm -hmm. You may gain that. You know, um, but then again, there's other people that just they'll never leave, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, mm -hmm. it's it just takes all kinds to make the world go round. Mm -hmm. Not one way is better than the other. But I did again for myself. Um, I just felt that the culture right now um, mm -hmm. was not something that uh, I wanted to participate in at this mm -hmm. time, and also to raise my kids in. So, um, I mean. There was a time, too, where uh, I was looking at moving to the south a few years back, and I have mixed children, so my wife is Asian, and I'm Caucasian, and so they're half and half, they're 50-50, mm -hmm. and uh, we were talking about moving with a friend to Alabama, and um, and speaking with people, they did say, you know, well, and again, these were Californians. I, you know, I never thought about it even until right now of whether or not that's even true because it's probably, I don't know, who knows. Mm -hmm. I've never been there, so I can't speak. Well, Alabama, I've been to Alabama, and actually last year I was in Birmingham, and I was visiting a few breweries with uh, with a friend. Actually, she's Colombian. And um, so we're out, and I'm noticing that, you know, there's a lot of black men with white women mm -hmm. in public. And I saw that, and it's like, I get it. I, it doesn't matter to me, but like you hear the stereotype about right. the South Alabama, and to see that like everyone's getting along, no issues. I'm like, but see, because I, I, I think we've come. A, I think they've come a long way. I think again, I think they've moved on. But people in California, it's like they can't. Yeah. They they can't move on, you, even though they have. Yeah, you notice that difference because we grew up in California, so you right. notice that difference because we're told it's not that way. And I was told like because I visited the South Texas a lot because of the military, and how this precon you know misconceptions before going there. Oh, this is probably going to be crazy, and it was quite the opposite. Well, because I, I was made to be aware, like be careful out there. It's a right. lot different. It actually felt overall a lot safer than a lot of the cities compared to California. Wow. And, and, and and there are studies too, like, I mean, the more diversity you have, the more crime you'll have mm -hmm. and things like that. Again, it's not because of different races, but again, you, when you force people to live together, it is a lot easier to live with people who are similar to yeah. you than not. Yeah, I think you, know? you, you do run into that occasional person throughout life that just really thrives on being negative and mm -hmm. upset. But I feel it's it's far and in between. I feel the majority of people want to live life happily. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think that the majority of people realize the things that are self-inflicted that cause mm -hmm. us, you know, mm -hmm. that unhappiness. Now, I think what's going on in California, again, we have self-inflicted wounds yeah. going on in, in the, the macro culture 
Um, it's like, again, they want, they want to keep rehashing things like, you no, know, things are good in California. You're blessed to yeah. live in California, the They're weather. The, and what's great about California, too, there's different climates in California. You don't like this climate. You don't like, you don't like the Central Valley? Go to the north or go to San Diego or, or Los huge. Angeles yeah. or so. Or, I mean, the downside out here where it's kind of all looks the same. I mean, I, I drove three hours of Dallas and it looks exactly like mm -hmm. Austin. And you're like, you're in the same climate where in California, you, you drive a half hour, you're in a totally different environment. So. Yeah. But so I wish people in California would appreciate that more, and just focus on what's good instead of like, oh, it's negative out there, and and just move on. I think yeah. the problem with California, it just needs to move on. Yeah, and accept that we live in a good country, and things are good now. Right. It just it can't get out of its own way. Again, it's it's beyond me. It really is, you know, and and to. Uh, to 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 sit and, and to think about it, analyze about it, because again, that's something that I just do. But it comes to a point to where you realize, you know, it's it's beyond me as an individual, and what what my best, uh, what the best I can do is, is just go out, be positive, mm -hmm. be encouraging, be inclusive, um, just love people, mm -hmm. you know, maintain that. Um, and so uh, I found that here, that's something that is shared more with the people mm -hmm. in my environment. Mm -hmm. And so I appreciate that. That that was one of the things that I didn't realize how how much I needed that or wanted that until I came out here and in my first couple of weeks of you know uh, trying to change my license, getting my car registration in a different state, all these mm -hmm. things. And I was I was coming into people that were in the profession of just different things. Um, it was it was very shocking to see how people interact here in the state. And it was uh, much better. It was so much better. And um, it, it was, I, I know it's just, it was, it was shocking mm -hmm. to say the least. It was that different. Mm -hmm. um, so that alone um, made the trip worth it for me. Well, good. Well, thanks. Uh, we went about, shoot, almost 20 minutes longer than I thought we would, but thanks for ha taking the time to talk about why he came out to Texas and left California and good luck out here. Absolutely. Thanks.